You are listening to Damascus Crossroads. From Central Kentucky, welcome to Damascus Crossroads, a podcast for those who are seeking healing from addiction. Your host, Tim Altman, will be having real conversations about how the power of Jesus Christ can break the chains of addiction and deliver anyone from this bondage. If you are at the crossroads of your life between continuing a life of affliction from addiction or living a life of freedom, you've come to the right place. May today's message be your Damascus moment and open your eyes to renewal. Hello, everyone. This is your uh, host, Tim Altman, with your Damas- Damascus Crossroads podcast. Um, I got a cold, so bear with me. Um, I kind of want to get a podcast out this week, so my voice is clearing up, but uh, I sound a little scratchy, sound a little rough. Uh, just uh, bear with me there. Um, I, last week, I kind of talked about how the devil's a, a liar, um, the father of lies. And as Jesus says, he, he just couldn't go without lying. And I've met people. Actually, have a neighbor like that. He's he he'd rather swim the Mississippi and climb up a tall tall hickory tree and tell you uh, tell you a tall tale than than stand there in front of you and tell you the truth. You know, there's just people like that. Um, so you know, it's the way it is. So <clears throat> I I've actually made an effort now to start reading the um I want to read read the Bible completely from Genesis to uh, all the way through to Revelations. Um, of course. Um, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that's like, um, you know, tells lineages and down through the generations and um, it gets kind of boring, you know, and sometimes, but in between all that, there's some, there's some, there's some morsels of, uh, morsels of meat that I really like. Um, so as, as I was saying, I was, I was talking last week about how the devil's a liar and, um, you know, when I read Genesis, I found out that in chapter three, you can already see uh, after God, God made the earth, he made everything perfect um, everything was awesome. He, 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 um, here's what it says about, um, Adam and Eve. But for Adam, there was no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he had taken out of the man and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is my bone of my bones, my flesh of my flesh. And she'll be called woman, for she has taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and is united to the, his wife, and they become one flesh. Um, I think this is important, you know, for all of us fathers out there, and 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 um, that you know, when our daughters or our our sons get married, you know, we we need to stay out of their 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 lives, you know. Um, you know, Trisha Yearwood sung a song. Um, Here comes Jimmy splashing up through the muck. Um, and I guess her dad's standing on the porch, you know, with her, and uh, he's like, "That that boy ain't got uh, uh, when it come to brains, he got the short end of a stick." Well, I guess, you know, Trisha Yearwood's mom comes out on the porch in the song, and she said, "My daddy said the same thing about you. Uh, you didn't have a lick of brains either." So, um, you know, we need to let the young folks, you know, grow up, you know, do their thing, you know, and um, not get involved in their lives, um, you know, and, and it's hard to do, but. 
you know, we lived our life and we made our mistakes and they're going to have to make their own too. You know, you can, you you can, you can try to talk to them and um stuff, but you know, a man, a marriage is a special thing. It's, it's when you get married to somebody, you become one flesh. Um, this, this is in the Bible. And I, I didn't know it said in Genesis. I know, I know Jesus said this, uh, he said a man and a woman shall unite in marriage and become one flesh. But marriage is so important that it's mentioned in the second verse of the Bible. God didn't mean for us to go sleeping around like a pack of rabbits, um, you know. And that's why there's STDs out there and, and everything else and uh, pain, suffering, broken homes. You know, I believe, you know, the old timers used to say, you know, the, this this loose living we're doing is what's destroying this country. And, and you know what? It's what is destroying this country. Um you know, but, um, so marriage is a sacred thing. It's an important thing. Um, it's a partner God gives you when he looks down from heaven, he, he doesn't enjoy looking at a pack of rabbits going around mating, you know, and running around. I swear he, he, man, the Bible, he does not like that. I mean, he, when I read the Bible, I can tell God is not a fan of that. Um, big time. No, no. Um, it brings destruction. It brings wrath upon you, yourself, your family, um, and everything else. Um, it brings a destruction. It brings judgment down upon you. Um, <clears throat> so um, that's one thing I like to share. But I'm going to go on to um, to uh, Genesis and, and another thing. One more thing there for the for the young folks. Um, your grandparents they're not babysitters. Uh, they're not to raise your kids. You know, take responsibility. You know, your parents ought to stay out of your life, and and you ought to use your parents for grandparents and not for babysitters or or, or to use them to raise your kids. You know, take responsibility, grow up. Um, you know. But now we go to chapter three, y'all. Um, Genesis chapter three. Now the serpent was more s- subtle than any beast of the field. Um, sub, subtle, subtle, subtle than any beast of the field. I guess you could use that as tricky, uh, manipulating, um, which the Lord God had made. So he's definitely the the most subtle. And he said unto the woman, Ye have God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Asking Eve. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may not eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Um, I want to parallel with this with our drug addiction. Um, here's that little voice. Here's that serpent in, in the back of our ears saying, you know, we can do what we want. God's gave us all these beautiful things in, in this country. We got all the food we can eat, all the beauty, beauty, um, you know, activities, um, movies, um, you know, nature, hiking skydiving but there's just you know one thing we can't do and that's do dope you know especially us addicts that's our that's our forbidden fruit um actually a guy gave a message on in Isaiah home about this and it was really meant a lot um this is our forbidden fruit this is what we can't touch but look how the devil now look at this is what the devil does he start doing this in chapter three this is after God had set out the world made the world rest of the day made man woman um this is after the devil's he comes in right now. I mean, he didn't wait. He he's he, he's Johnny on the spot now. And the serpent, now he's he's starting to be tricky. And the serpent, he already knows that he that woman Eve is not supposed to eat of the fruit of the garden. I mean, he already knows this. I mean, it's not a question. He's more like, um, you know, but what are you doing listening to God? And then the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. Now, you know. I'm going to parallel that to our drug addiction. You know, we, we sit there and watch our friends die of fentanyl uh, poisoning. Uh, you know, I've watched people on meth, their teeth fall out. Some of them die. You know, most of them, they look like they're dead. Um, 
kind of like I looked, um, you know, and, and yet, yet watch, we do the same thing Eve does. We do the same thing. Huh. Even though we can sit there and look at it all around, our friends in jail, no teeth, no money, destroyed families, in jail, in prison, uh, dead, in the cemetery. Okay, let's keep reading here. Let's see what this old this old devil does. And you know what? He still he still hasn't changed. He doesn't change his techniques any. He's still up to the same old he lies. See right here he has lied. He starts out by asking a question that he already knows the answer to. Yeah, we, we already know there, Mr. Devil, that we ain't supposed to do this dope. More like tempting. See, he's tempting her. Um and then he says, Okay, the serpent said the woman, you shall not surely die if you eat the fruit, you know. Uh, like he's lying to her because she will. We all will. We, we got to pay him. For God doth know that in a day you eat, therefore, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. You know, this is the devil's lie. Um, then your eyes, yeah, you, you're going to know good from evil, okay? But you're going to die now. Sin's going to come upon the earth, okay? But this is the way you want it, and you shall be as gods. Now, that's a lie. That is a lie. Uh, we were closer to being as, as gods before this devil came in there. Um, you know, we, we weren't gods. You know, I'm not saying we were, but it, we we, uh, we did not become. That was a lie right there. Now, we did. All of a sudden, we we knew good from evil, but there was no evil. And that's where the devil lied again. He tricked her again. But all's good. Why do you have to know about evil? In the Garden of Eden, as God had set it up, there was no evil. Only thing he was telling the truth, your eyes shall be open. Um, I guess it was almost like a um a salvation moment, you know, like like where we're in sin and bondage and, and just dragged down by the devil, and then the Lord comes into our life and we get born again, our eyes open till back to the way it was supposed to be, back to the righteousness, you know, and then we we go back the other way, we start striving for all the things that God had put in place from the very beginning, such as marriage. You know, the simple thing of marriage, a man and a woman loving each other, being there for each other, becoming one flesh. You know, you talk about romantic. Now, that's that's romantic, you know. You read that to your wife. Man, you know, she'll be crying and everything, you know. <laughs> but anyways, um, okay. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. Um, how many know, know, know the devil throws things out there that are pleasant to our eyes? Um, you know, it could, you know, and, and this can, this just talks about everything. It could be, um, a fornication with a, you know, an adulterous act with, with a, with a, with a, somebody at work or, or another woman, or if you're a woman with another man or a man with a man anymore, who knows? But anyways, um, and the tree was good for food to make one wise. She took the fruit therefore and did eat. Oh, okay. All of a sudden the tree did make her wise. Um, all of a sudden there was sin came into the world. Okay. This is all she gained out of this. She took of the fruit therefore and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. I will stop right there for a minute. You know, I, I'm not blaming the woman. Um, because if that old devil would have came to, uh, Adam first, he would have tricked him and she, he just would have went to her and done the same thing. I guess the devil's just like, it's the first, the demon is the first person he came across that day, you know, that's old serpent. And it's kind of funny. Me and my wife are the same way. Like we go through issues like, um, oh, the other day we had an issue and she just blew her top and, and I said, stop. I said, stop. We, we need to pray about this and, and, and pray about it. And, and the Lord will work everything out where we don't have to get ourselves all panties in a bunch. And she said, okay, so we prayed, prayed, you know, prayed. All right, 
So next morning, you know, I, man, and the, if it wasn't the devil jumped on me, and because she had resisted him now, we had prayed that demon off of her, but I guess he jumped on me. And all of a sudden, the same thing she was thinking the day before, it hit me. And I started getting worked up. And then she calls and she said, man, she said, everything worked out great. You know, everything's fine, you know. And I'm like, wow, man. But it's like the demon just switches time between us, you know. He's part of our household, I, you know, I guess, you know, the, the one that talks over our shoulders. But it was kind of funny that as soon as the demon had lifted off of her, that evil spirit, it, you know, next morning, you know, I'm the one getting all worked up and upset. And, and she's like, everything's good. Everything's great. So, you know, put faith in the Lord. So all of a sudden I just calmed down. I'm like, devil. Get off my back, you know. Get off my back, Jack. You ever heard that saying? That's why I tell the devil, get off my back, Jack. Um, so I think that's pretty funny. Um, and, and how do you know? You know, when somebody gets hooked on drugs, um, a lot of times it ain't the devil coming to you and giving you that or telling you to do that dope. He comes in afterwards a lot of times when you quit doing dope and he's whispering in your ear, you know, because by the time you get on dope real bad, ain't nobody wants to give you none or try to, especially as a guy, you know, ugly guy like me, ain't nobody going to give me dope. And, um, you know, then the demon comes in. He still wants me to do it. But, you know, you know, Eve came to him and and, and uh, said, come on, you can do some dope or, or do this fruit with me, do this apple. Or, you know, so a lot of times it, that's why we got to stay away from bad influences in our life. I know this is his wife and all, but um, and we got to be able to stand strong. Adam should have stood strong and said, no, you're, we don't. We're not going to eat this fruit. We're going to, you know, I think if Adam would have stood strong there and I don't know what would have happened. What if Adam would have stood strong there? What if, you know, what if it would have been Adam that ate the apple and then Eve would have stood strong? You know, just like in a household, you know. I wonder what, what would have happened. But I guess God knew what was going to happen, you know. Um, and, you know, in all fairness, Adam was deceived. Yeah, Eve was deceived. And we get doing dope, we're deceived. You know, how many times we go back to doing dope saying, you know, we clean up, we dry out, we're just going to go back and do it one more time. That's that old serpent lying again one more time. Uh, or 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 we got under control now. We're just going to do it on special occasions, you know. That was my favorite one. I'm just going to do a little bit when I got to work or, you know, I'm going to run out to clubs. I got to run around all night. I'll just do a line to get home or whatever, you know. Um, and then, I mean, after day eight of the fruit, the Lord, you know, how many times after we get back on dope, the Lord walking around, he, he, they, he calls us out, what have you done, Tim? You know, but by that time, we ain't listening. We're just ashamed of ourselves. We're just like Adam and Eve. We're, we're hiding in the garden, um, trying to cover up our sin and everything like that. We come to the conclusion that Adam and Eve were deceived, okay? And parallel to this, we, we come to the conclusion now that we get back on dope. We, we relapse. We deceived ourselves. Or that old serpent, if you want to say, is has deceived us. Um, whose fault's that? I'm sure you know who, whose fault's that for being deceived. Is it the serpent's fault? Um, is it the devil's fault? No. If you look back in chapter two in Genesis, it says God forbade them from doing that, and we have a Bible there. Um, and we're not going to be on Judgment Day. We're not going to be able to plead ignorance. Okay. We all know it's a sin to do drugs, you know. Um, it, well, Lord, I only meant to do it one time. Eh, no, you do it one time, you might as well do it a hundred times. That's what Jesus said. If you're lukewarm, I'm gonna throw you out of the mouth. Um, don't let the devil make deals with you. When we when we relapse, we're just like Adam and Eve. It's our fault. We know better. We shouldn't have done it. God said, when God lays out the law, whatever law it may be throughout the Bible, the Ten Commandments, the the, the 
the statues of marriage, um, the way we love one another, we don't cheat each other. Um, what we do, we treat others as we wish to be treated. And you know what? Just to be on the safe side with that one, just to go a little overboard to somebody, you know, that, that you're dealing with. Maybe maybe just do something extra where, man, I wouldn't even expect to be treated that nice. You know, it's like Jesus said, if they say, give me my shirt, give me, give me your jacket also, you know, um, that's what makes you a Christian, you know. Um, so, um, but, you know, we can't deceive ourselves. Um, for everybody out there, I want to let you know, too, that I'm, I've got my Damascus Crossroad T-shirts made up. Um, so um, some people at work, they wanted they wanted some. Um, uh, so let Veronica know I have some T-shirts. So I'm going to give them out to you. Um, if anybody in Campbellsville listens to my show or, or anywhere in Central Kentucky, you know, if you see me, come up to me. If I got a T-shirt on me, I will give you one. Um, I only got large and extra large right now, but they're pretty cool T-shirts. They say, hmm, Damascus Crossroads podcast on the front. And they got this cool cross. Then on the back it says, overcoming the affliction of addiction. And then it has a little little fish sign that says Jesus in the middle. Um, but uh, I just, um, I can't wait to get them. They're Monday, they'll be in. So I'm going to, they got a pretty good deal on them. You know, I'm going to give them away. Uh, if anybody wants to buy one, they're like 10 bucks. But I'm going to try to give away as many as I can. Um you know, I, I do appreciate y'all support out there. Um, give me a like, or give me a thumbs up, or something, um, if you if you would. Um, I, I just try to make this show straight. And, and another thing is, um, you know, I don't I don't take donations. I don't look for money. And there's one reason I I don't. Uh, for one reason, I really don't. This is not very expensive putting this out. You know, it doesn't cost me. It takes me some time, but you know, that don't matter. I got. I got enough time to put a podcast out um, and time till God takes me away. And then y'all just have to listen to reruns, I guess. Um, uh, but it doesn't cost much, you know. Um, it's a lot of work, but, you know, I'm good with that. Uh, it's a blessing to me um, to get up here and rattle away. Um, you know, I had a friend, um, you know, he's a good good man. He um, got on me the other day, you know, and he said, you, you, you're kind of preachy, you know, you kind of, kind of beat people over the head with Jesus you know you, you know you people just don't get it Tim he said you know they're not like us they don't understand yet and, and I guess sometimes I get frustrated you know I get a little preachy and, and you know what you know I kind of I kind of got sold up a little bit you know and, and then I you know and I got to thinking I said you know what he's right you know he's a Christian brother you know I've all I've ever seen him do is nice things for people you know he had a kind of a bad week I guess this week with some other issues but you know, and you know what I did? I, I texted him back. I said, you know what, brother? Um, thank you very much for correcting me on my actions. Um, you know, I stand corrected. I appreciate that. Um, you know, and I'm sorry if I offended anybody. And, man, you could just, like, you could just see. I could just see, man. He's like, man. And, and you know, if I would have got a bad attitude about that and got all moody, it just would have showed what kind of Christian I was. And I love for somebody to correct me now. Uh, Paul even says, that if you can't take correction, you're a fool. A fool, F-O-O-L. You know, and I'm making this podcast, and, and I'm coming out there, and, and, and I'm being hard on you guys, you know, people out there struggling through addiction, you know. And it's like kind of like, you know, this guy told me, my Christian brother, he's, you know, how long did we struggle with addiction? How, how long did we go through the stupidity? You know, we don't call it madness. We, you know, stupidity is what, we, what I call it. And, you know, he's right, you know. Um, Jesus is long-suffering, and he long-suffered with us. And, you know, I got to have patience with people out there. 
you know, they're going to hear this and they're going to say, man, that's, that's great for you that, that you, you straightened out, but you know, I still like to party, you know, I'm still young, you know, you're 50 years old. You, you probably blew both your heart valves out and you know, you got to quit partying, which believe me, if I, I still, I'm still in good enough shape. I wanted to party down and, and finish blowing my other third, third valve out and third and fourth valve out. I could, uh, I got it in me, you know, um, I got a lot of friends older than me and they're a lot more wore out than me. They're, they're still out there partying and, and, uh, living a sinful lifestyle you know um so i still got party left in me i just choose not to do it you know um you know and they you do people that say that about i do they do have a point you know there's a point in your life where you start saying man i i'm gonna blow i'm gonna have a strong i'm gonna stroke out uh if the lord's merciful and i, I don't even say this because i still want sugarcoated if, if i had an od and, and i was in my addiction I, i'm i'm going to hell y'all i mean and I hate that that offends people, but here's the thing: if you get to hell and you burn for eternity, and and and, and you know I have to be like you know Lazarus and Abraham bosom pointing down at the rich man, and I have to see that, and I and I and I told you wrong, um, then then I'm a liar. And here's the thing about drugs: if you have an addiction, and um, are you going to go to heaven? I don't know. I I can't judge that. You know, I don't. I'm not God, so I, I'm not able to. To know that for sure, uh, but I, I can read the Bible, and, and the Bible is 100% correct what it says. Let's start with the first Ten Commandment. It says, you shall have no other God before me. Okay, when we're on drugs, our drugs are 24-7. That's what we think about. We wake up, we go to sleep loving them. Um, we put them before our job, before our family, before anything. Uh, you shall make no idols by I guess that goes right there with it. We we idolize them drugs. Man, I used to love them. Um, I used to sit and stare at my, my big rocks of, of meth, you know, and rub them between my, my paws, you know. Um, the third one, you shall not take the Lord's God in name in vain. Well, I know when I was in my addiction, I cussed and I cursed and I'd talk like a drunken sailor. Um, you'll keep the, the Sabbath day holy. Uh, when you're on drugs, ain't no day holy. All you do is you get drugged out, filthy, and, and more more shameful and, and more uh, more shameful every day. So uh, that we break that one. Honor your father, father and mother. Um, you know, I tried to I tried to help my mom. You know, um, you know, around that farm and, and fix things. And but once I got strung out, you know, I'd tearing up more stuff than I could fix and just grouchy and she'd want me to come over and do something and I'd I was always browned up in my own products and wound up and I was just grouchy and mean to my mom so I, you know I halfway honored her but I halfway didn't you know so I and you know me and my brothers got into it over certain issues and and um which wasn't all my fault you know but you know that didn't bring honor to my mom or, or bring her any peace you know um so no didn't do that one so let me scroll down here a little bit um you shall not murder uh, you know, if, if we have evil thoughts in our hearts and, and, you know, that's the same thing that Jesus says, murdering. So I don't know. Um, you shall not commit adultery. Um, you know, when you're doing MDA, ecstasy, meth, um, you know, <laughs> and a lot of girls and guys have to, you know, they sell their bodies for, for, for drugs and dope to make money. You, you shall not steal. Um, every drug, every drug steals. Um, 
I guess if you were a single man and I guess you lived by yourself and you came home and you had your own check, but especially anybody married or um, or has any obligations to anybody and they don't use that money for that person or, or but you know, really even the single man, you're stealing from God. You got that extra money you can buy dope with. Why not go help somebody? Why not go help an orphan out or help a widow out or something? So yeah, yeah. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. I don't know. You know, that's, I guess it says you shall not lie. I guess more or less that's about lying too, you know. And um, yeah, when you're on dope, you're the king of the liars, you know. My wife would say, are you, are you jacked up again? No, honey. You know, gritting, eating my gritting my teeth and eyes as big as round as a, a frying pan, you know. Um, yeah, my money's gone. You know, ain't slept in three days. No, I'm I'm fine, honey. Don't worry about me. You know, out at two in the morning working on or putting a roof on a house, you know, or something stupid like that. I remember one night I about fell off middle of the night painting the roof. But anyways, you shall not covet. Um, so that means you'll want to have something that isn't yours. Um, be jealous of something. I don't know. I guess if somebody had dope and you didn't have any, you, you were pretty jealous. But uh, that's that's just that's just. Some of the things that drugs interfere with the Ten Commandments. Now, how are you going to go to heaven? Okay. When I just explained how how when you're on dope, you're breaking eight eight of them commandments. You know, I really can't. Maybe a murder. Um, you shall not murder. You're murdering yourself. You know, um, if a woman's pregnant and they're doing it while they got a baby, they're murdering that baby. You know, let's be real here. You know, um, I'm not worried about you know. If I step on a, and you know, my friend told me, you know, I guess, you know, be nice and not beat or play with the Bible, but man, I got to be honest though. And then I'll tell him the same thing. I got to be honest with people. I, I can't sugarcoat it. You know, the, the truth is out there, you know, I mean, Jesus didn't sugarcoat it when he, when he said, you know, you guys are, you know, talking to scribes and Pharisees, and told them they were the childs of hell and they're going to go where there's burning with a, where the worm never dies and there's burning of Way, burning and wailing and gnashing of teeth. I mean, that wasn't, that didn't sugarcoat nothing for nobody. Um, sometimes you just can't be nice about a serious subject like, like hell. Um, it's real. I don't want to go. You know, I want to go to heaven. People are dying to get there, you know. <laughs> They're dying to their self, you know. And I'm, one thing, you know, I am hard, you know, like a lot of things with, with Jesus' crucifixions and, you know, saying the Jewish people crucified him. Um, you know, I did say that one of my early episodes. I and actually, I'm I'm part Jewish, anyways. By the way, um, <laughs> so um, the Jewish people, a lot of them supported Jesus, and I'm going to go into a podcast about that. Um, Josephus, Josephus uh, was one. Um, the gentleman Nicodemus was another. He actually worked with another man. I forgot the guy's name in the Bible. Um, that actually loaned Jesus the tomb, loaned him that. You know, at the time he thought he was giving Jesus the tomb, but it was just a loner because Jesus was rising again. You know, um, and a lot of the Jewish people actually there's written historical documents that a lot of the Jews went in and testified for Jesus and tried to get Pilate to release him and told Pilate about the miracles that he did, you know, and that he he never tried to do an armed revolution against Rome or anything like that. And, and Pilate, you know, Romans were very superstitious, but brutal. Um, you know, when, when Pilate heard that he said he was being the king of something, you know, that was like, but then he started hearing what, what Jesus really did and how he, he never had, it was not militaristic at all. And, and, um, you know, there was only a few of the Jewish people that really riled up the rest in order to, um, want to crucify Jesus. You know, the Jewish people were good to him. And when it comes to putting Jesus on the cross, 
We do it every day. We nail Jesus to that cross when we sin and we backslide. We're driving them nails in. That's us. Every day, Jesus died on that cross for us. When we backslide, when we, we don't follow his word and, and, and we bring shame to him, that's us. It's got nothing to do with the Jewish people or nothing like that. It's, it's got to do with us and us, us sinning. We, we put Jesus on that cross. He did it for us. He did it willingly. Um, but we drove the nails. And, um, you know, I love Jesus Christ. I mean, when you think of the salvation story and the resurrection story, how could you even make it up? I mean, the great Messiah is coming, right? And even though it testifies for him in the Bible, they and it really, you know, it did come out how he was going to heal our wounds and, and preach love and everything like that the first time he came. And then when he came, nobody could believe it. You know, here he is. And they actually tried to force Jesus to become their king. They actually tried to take him by force and force him to be their king. Um, but Jesus was just... I mean, you couldn't make up a story like the uh, Jesus' story. Um, and it's historical facts. Jesus was a real man. He was really crucified. This is not written in just the Bible. This is written by other people. Josephus, uh, he's actually the Jewish historian for the Roman Empire. And his uh, book, uh, his quote was, the Jewish elders and rabbis crucified a man, if you could call him such a man, a sinless man. Who was who was unjustly crucified by the Jewish elders, um, and even Josephus, the Roman historian, Jewish Roman historian, said that um, he um, he was unjustly um, murdered, and he he was the Messiah, the Jewish Messiah. Now I don't know if I think what Josephus did is he actually went back and he found out that Jesus was. He looked at this this old scribes and test, and he found out that yes, they did kill their Messiah. They did crucify his Messiah, just like what was predicted, and he was rubbing it in their face. Um, jo Josephus was an interesting man. He was um, he actually was a zealot, a, a Jewish zealot, but he, the Romans had circled. Oh, man, I could get into a podcast on this guy. Uh, he's quite the cat daddy. Um, wow. Um, one story about him, he was trapped with a bunch of other Jewish people, and the Romans had circled him in, and, and they wouldn't, they, they, they could not surrender to the Roman people. The Romans would just torment you on on crosses and you definitely fell on a sword. So they pulled lots and each man would kill each man. They kept pulling lots until there only be one man left. And then that man would just fall on the sword himself. Well, somehow old tricky Josephus ended up in the cave being the last one with the last lot. And he's supposed to jump on the sword, but he didn't. He surrendered to the Romans. The Romans found him quite uh, entertaining and tricky and um, just their kind of fellow. So they, they made him their, um, you know, historian of the Jewish people uh, to write the documented accounts. Um, kind of like, per se, if you would say a Roman Bible, you know, or historical events, you know. Uh, but anyways, I, I will get into podcast on that cat. He's he's definitely a trip. Um, but Paul said we're, we're only deceived when we run off in our own foolish knowledge and, and so-called wisdom. You know, we stick to the Bible. We stick to what God said. And remember, when you want to hear God talk, you just get in that Bible. Read John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, um, that you shall have, whoever believes shall have eternal life. Um, you know, that's him talking to you through the Bible, making you a promise that if you follow Jesus, um, if, if you do what his son said, 
you'll have eternal life. Um, that's a promise from God, dude. And um, so, you know, that's a promise to us. That's God speaking to us. That's um, him saying, um, for I, I so loved the world, God, that I gave my only begotten son, Jesus, and he died on the cross for for you, Billy Ray, or, or Sister Self-Righteous, or Brother Flip-Flop, that you may have, if you believe and you do what he says and follow his commandments, eternal life, all right? That's a promise from God. That's him talking to us. You, you can write it down, or as Granddaddy said, you can take that to the bank. Um, and think about that. Take that to the bank right there. That's how easy salvation is. Man, I love it. I love God. I love Jesus. Um, and, you know, I, I hear, I hear, I'm getting a little bit long on this podcast, but, you know, I go to these um, meetings, these AA meetings, and I hear about this higher power, and, and I'm going to have a whole podcast on it. And, and then they just stop. You know, they know something reached a hold, grabbed them. Um, kind of like that Tim Logan guy I was talking about my last podcast. He felt a higher power. He 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 said something came across him. And after that, you know, the demon tried to kill him, he said, or that he called it the affliction um, of addiction, tried to kill him. Um, or his addiction tried to kill him, something like that. But uh, then he said he was in the airport and he felt his spirit come across him. And he, he said he's never felt like it in his whole life. And um, But the scary thing about this higher power, they... They won't give Jesus Christ, and they don't have nowhere to turn. So what? You got a higher power. The demons, a devil's a higher power than you. A demon's a higher power than you. Not a good power, but an evil power. You know, you got to be careful. That's what the. That's why following the Lord and then putting a name on this higher power is so important. This higher power's name's out there. Everybody going through where you have is Jesus Christ. Do not be ashamed of that name out there, y'all. You know, you guys out there, you know, I hear you, everybody talking about this higher power. It's Jesus Christ. It's God. It's God that saved you from your drug addiction and your disaster that, that you truly deserved. Um, so give him credit. Get reading that. And then this higher power, God, Jesus, the Holy Ghost, um, he lays out this Bible for us, this big, huge book that has everything we need to know about getting by on this earth and getting to heaven. Okay, and not only does it get you by on this earth so much better and so many more blessings and, you know, for example, it tells you about marriage and having a family and loving kids and, you know, getting older, playing with your grandkids, you know, staying off dope, you know, being healthy, you know, um, fellowshipping with other godly people, you know, and being honest. And uh, then, um, you know, um, it, it, it just tells you how to live life. Then he sends the Holy Ghost to comfort you. It's that feeling that washes over you that you have, that's why these people are feeling this higher power, you know, and it's that Holy Ghost knocking. Let me in, read your Bible, you know, be good, follow the Ten Commandments, read the three books, the three books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, four books, I'm sorry, you know, <laughs> listen to what Jesus says, but anyways, I'm getting a little long-winded on this one, but um, I had a lot to say today, I love you guys, Um, see you next week, bye. Thank you for listening to Damascus Crossroads Podcast. If you like what you hear, follow us for more episodes. You can also visit our website by clicking the link in the description below. We'd like to thank Andrew Osinga for granting us permission to use his song The One True Thing on our podcast. If you haven't checked out his music, you're missing out on great praise and worship songs with uplifting messages. May God bless your day, your week, and keep you strong in your faith.